Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Welcome to episode 307 of Five and Dive. It is Thursday, August 11th. I'm your host, Craig Goldstein, Editor-in-Chief of Baseball Prospectus. Joining me as my co-host today, Jeffrey Paternostro, Lead Prospect Writer for Baseball Prospectus. Patrick Dubuque is unavailable. I, I think I said I'd be back with Patrick on Thursday. He's on assignment. It's just us, Jeff. He's on assignment. Yeah, it's, it's just us, Jeffrey. How are you doing today? Wasn't planning on hosting a podcast. Yeah, well, fair enough. It, I feel like it's an upgrade on the Rockies system that you're you're going through, though. It is. Can confirm. <laughs> I uh, feel like they were good. Yeah, I like know. I was kind of like, oh, last year when we were doing the Rockies list, the Rockies are, you know, kind of on the rise. Well, and then they had you, three pitchers have Tommy John surgery in the space of a week. Uh, well, they actually their system had yeah, yeah three. There was a fourth major was, leaguer. Yes. Oh. No, yeah, they, it's Sensatella. And obviously got, Marquez yeah. had it even earlier than that. So yeah. Yeah. But I think with Sensatella and the and the prospects, I think they got like a three for one deal. I think you get mm. get a bundle rate or something like yeah. that. Uh yeah, they've had a they've had a tough go on the injury front. Zach Mean also hurt. Hurt and, and bad. Ineffective. Yeah. Am, oh, Adele uh, Amador's out for the season now too with the sh- uh hamate, I think. Hamate or wrist, something like that. So yeah, it's uh, it's not what you and want. And Ezekiel Tovar, who you love, yeah, in the majors. Yes. I mean that's not a problem for them. Maybe but it, it, maybe rush. It doesn't help bit. their system. Uh, did have the throwing error that cost them the game yesterday. Yeah, which is unusual. Yeah. Like everything else with the struggles, he's been a very good defensive shortstop this year. He has. Uh, that was a that was a rough uh, that was a rough loss for for Colorado against Milwaukee. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I don't have any other banter. It's uh, a yeah, Rockies chat. Rocky, it's Rockies chat. Open up yeah. the show. It's great. It's from one uh, from one moribund franchise to to a formerly moribund franchise. That's it's perhaps more, trying to moribund in some ways. I was going to say perhaps trying to trying to slide back into that that uh, descriptor. Our first segment is Natty Bono. Uh, where, where do you want to start with this? They've got a couple things I guess going sure, on. Yeah, I'll relate the... to, to John Angelos. Where, where would you like to start? start? The Kevin Brown thing broke, like, I think a few yeah. hours after he recorded on Monday. Maybe it was Tuesday. Uh-huh. I don't remember. But, I mean, it just seems like it's been in the news cycle all week. Because, uh, Craig, not a, a good idea to offend a large group of people that uh, have access to a, unfettered access to a microphone for three hours a night. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think I said this to you. I said, like, of of a specific, like, subclass of profession or, uh-huh. you know, whatever. Like, people who speak for a living. Yes. Right? So know their way around mm-hmm. a turn of phrase. Like, say, draped rhetoric. in humiliation. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, and then also have gigantic platforms on which to speak 
and and audiences to speak to and work for teams that will not uh suspend them if they choose to make use of that right. platform my god okay so we i mean i assume at this point everyone who's listening to this podcast knows this but just for clarity's sake Kevin Brown is not the not the former pitcher, mm-hmm. uh, the the young up and coming, highly respected broadcaster for the Orioles, uh, for the Masson. He's their main play by play guy, right? I know he's, he's their main play by play guy. Um, had not appeared on their television uh, broadcast since July twenty third. No, and no, that's when the incident happened. He had to continue. He was still no, on but the. He, Okay, but I, they took him off shortly after that. He did show up on a radio broadcast yes. as a fill-in for somebody. That was like an like an emergency fill-in. But he was he was, had an extended absence mm-hmm. from the the television broadcast. We can say, and it was then reported that he was. It was reported that he was suspended. The yes. Orioles are saying we've never used the word suspended. I'm sure which they is haven't. a great way to prove your point. Yes. He's also very, uh, very shortly after this, he was no longer suspended. And we we'll returning to the broadcast uh, tomorrow, I believe. I think tomorrow. Today. Yeah. The 11th. Yeah. Friday. The 11th. Uh, but he, he is not suspended for the Orioles, but also not working. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Uh, and it turns out the reason for this was reciting what I would call an anodyne set of facts. Yes. Like this is like an extremely a prepared... normal pregame prepared pregame graphic yes. that was about built the team off they of, are playing yes uh, uh about right it was about their struggles in tropicana fields over the last few years mm-hmm. i think the rays had won 15 straight series in yeah. tropicana um and this was built off of game notes from <laughs> orioles public relations staff. yes it was also built as a graphic, as I mentioned, from the Masson staff. Yes. Kevin Brown read it. Yes. Maybe wrote it. Maybe, maybe wrote his maybe, own segment. I don't, yeah, maybe, sure, maybe, maybe not, but he read it. Um, and it, it was... There was no, I mean, like, like, not I even... There was no... facts can be damning, right. but it was really just factual. It was their record. Yes. It, it and it also, was contextualized is yeah. that oh now yes, they are now they are good they've been playing well here this year and like yes if you watch the segment which i did because it yeah. was all over twitter i was curious yep you know sometimes he didn't put any like mustard on it right it was like the tone no. was completely matter of fact if and like you listen like, to jason benetti and steve stone uh-huh. you will catch all sorts of subtext Gary right. Keith and Ron, obviously I, for the Mets broadcast too, can yes. be yeah. You know. And and I those and it's part of why I think those are two of the best broadcasts mm-hmm. out there. They can say things without actually fully saying them. Whatever, I think they're they're fantastic. This, as you said, there was there was no mustard on this. No. There was no subtext. He was not giving them it, the business or anything. It was also it was also legitimately, like you said, context. Like it was actually framed positively. Mm-hmm. Look, they've been bad the last five years. This is not news. News. They were okay news last break, year, yeah. Breaking news. They think the Orioles were bad before last year. And then, of course, because of all this, we get the other news dump like they're required to wear branded merchandise, and they can't. They get someone in the Orioles hierarchy gets annoyed if they met in players that used to play for the team. 
which is like a total like a lot of people made this comp on on twitter but it's very like vince mcmahon wwe stuff like the only thing that exists is the current orioles roster mm. they're not baseball players right. they're sports entertainers yeah right there's st- there there other other people you're not supposed to bring up certain former orioles players apparently specifically mm-hmm. i mean like this type of I, I I don't want to overstate it, but this they is just like had propaganda, the, like the, right? They also like, just had like, like the '83 World Series team 40-year yes. celebration, so there were a lot of former Orioles players in town. Do you? <laughs> I have to say, I think the best reaction I've seen to any of this was uh, the the or the the post that was the it was like the dear leader post or whatever oh, yeah, with yeah, like yeah. the person reading the news from, from China. And it was like the Orioles have moved on to their 273rd consecutive yeah. victory. I mean, like, I know it's like, it's very blatant, but at the same time, like what else can you say? Like, this is it's so, so ridiculous. It's so ridiculous to the point that, yeah, I don't even know what to. And look, I'm sure, you know, we talked about Gary Keith and Ron and look, the Wilpons were not the biggest fan of that broadcast at times. And I'm sure at times Jerry Reinsdorf and company are annoyed with stuff that Benetti and Stone say, but that's the, that's the way it goes. That's yeah. So what, I mean, who, I, I know Benetti spoke online. He spoke at, he took a shot he took at a the shot. team. Michael uh, K did it on his radio show. I don't know if he was not off. Michael K I thought had one of, this is the worst person you know has made yeah, a great yeah. point, but like Michael K had a phenomenal take on this, uh, uh, t- repeatedly describing how small it makes John Angelos and yeah. the Orioles organization look, and that's absolutely correct. Yeah, uh, Sterling and Waldman had a great bit too on it. Oh, did they? I yeah, missed no, it. yes, that's where he's like, Wow, man, we'd be fired every night <laughs> because they like the Yankees can't hit, the Yankees aren't hitting in scoring position and stuff like that. It's all true. And uh, like, like Gary, just, just, because Gary, Gary can do whatever he wants. It's like half an inning to go off on. Uh... And and he's absolutely right. I Stephen Nelson uh, signed off the Dodgers broadcast yesterday with a with a free Kevin Brown. I mean, the, and and credit to the Orioles fans, by the way, yeah. showing up and chanting that you could hear it on the broadio. Not that uh, not the, the Masson broadcast the broadio, apparently, the broadcast. which is also a very no. uh, very WWE. <laughs> yeah, I don't thing know. Was do. that true? I thought it was like, unclear whether that was the case. But yeah. on the TBS broadcast, you could very much hear, yeah. you know, free Kevin Brown or you know whatever it was. Like, I cre- credit to the Orioles fans for not buying any of this shit from yeah. ownership. It's like this um, is like the stupid like you have a it's so very dumb. good. Team. It's just there's... the vibes are great. You know, you've got this. this is it? I, I said this yesterday. I put it on on uh, X Twitter, or whatever the fuck. <laughs> uh, but like. Is it's it just good Twitter, when, Craig. If you, it's not. If you go to the the athletic Orioles homepage, there's not a single positive article about your upstart team in first place. Mm-hmm. Um, and is instead all about Kevin Brown. They've interviewed John Miller, who yes, John Angelus' father ran out of town right. in, a, in a not a, exactly a you know, similar Gary, situation. Gary Thorne, they also just, didn't, you know, Gary Thorne, didn't they treated yeah. horribly, absolutely. Um, and then, and then the other story <laughs> is they have not signed their stadium lease to go beyond 2023. And you, we talked about this when it happened, when they, yeah. they opted into, they had a five-year extension they could have done and hammered mm-hmm. out a long-term deal that superseded it. Yeah. But they said, no, we're just going to do 2023. And you and I talked about it at the time. I said, this is a power play. Yeah. 
from John Angelos to try and extract more well, of something. They already something. got the big deal in the They got $600 million. Deal, yeah. He wants more. This is yep. reporting from Ken Rosenthal yep. that he wants more. He wants a ballpark village set up like they have in either St. Louis, the battery that they have in Atlanta. Yeah, this and is, the, this is going to be the new model. This is what happened in Oakland, too. It's the new model, and yeah. that's fine. But as Rosenthal notes, that doesn't exist around Camden, Camden right, Yards. Yeah. That There's not the land for that to, mm-hmm. to, to work. And... So the option, oh, again, then you move to Prince George County real fast. Uh, yeah, I don't think that, the, I don't think they're going to get the money. Right. I think uh, the yeah. money is for Baltimore. Yeah. Right? right. Like the money that's a lot is for Baltimore. Um, and, and I just, this, like this guy who cannot just stop taking, publicly taking L's. Like yeah. he, he, like, and, and again, like, he said, I would love to have this at the all-star break as a gift to our fans or whatever. And he, that deadline because he's trying to extract more and more and and as rosenthal notes in the article like he doesn't have the leverage no speaking of speaking of deadlines has he ever has come out ever taken the the, are not leaving baltimore taking the media around the warehouse to see the financial reports that deadline was yeah yeah i don't think that yeah i don't think he's gotten to that one yet i'm blown deadlines yeah yeah manfred has i mean the, the fact that manfred has no interest in this tells you that it's not uh Manfred, who is actively trying to settle Oakland and Tampa Bay, and right. is like well, working they want, at so, cross. At, you know. He says they're not. Cause so the, I think part of the problem too for Angelo specifically, other than uh, he's not very good at any of this, really, is that he's just not a that petty, Fisher is petty person, but like the, the obvious, like there's been rumors that he wants to move the team to Nashville, and I don't yeah. think Major League Baseball wants that at all because they want the expansion fee for Nashville. Right. Yeah, so right. that's he. He has no leverage. He can try to move to the suburbs, I guess. But as you said, uh, as a you would know better as a Maryland taxpayer, uh, how that's gonna. Play I mean, out for him, look, but. far be it for me to trust Rob Manfred, but sure. but on, in in certain situations like this, mm-hmm. to your point, where the, like he has an incentive not to move the team yeah. to Nashville, uh, Rosenthal notes he says Rob Manfred said at last year's winter meetings the Orioles would stay in Baltimore as long as he remained commissioners as a commissioner. And repeated those sentiments at the all-star break. Man, he also just got reelected. So <laughs> Right. He's and not he, he might he to... might out he might outlast the Angelos family is in baseball at this point because there's rumors they want I, to sell too. So I think that I mean you I think, think they're this gonna ends sell. with them selling yeah. at some point. I think I've said that. But like Manfred, for all of the double speak he does, mm-hmm. and as I always say, the lawyerly dissembling, mm-hmm. for him to come out and say they will be in Baltimore if I'm commissioner. And to repeat that at the all-star break, right. You know, as he's getting reelected, essentially that's not like when he's not mincing words, he likes to mince words. He does. And, and, you know, do all that kind of bullshit. This is not mincing words. And so Angelus has no, I mean, has no leg to stand on. on Manfred in pretty much every other way uh, is not a relatable person. I think to the average baseball fan, but he might just also be tired of John Angelos' shit. Yeah, I mean, I, it's it's hard to imagine. It's hard to imagine that he's not. <laughs> sure. And like, like Ken, Ken, possibly for different the, reasons than the average baseball fan would be. But yeah, I mean, the, the the way Rosenthal does his reporting, I think there's a lot of 
it's it's not always innuendo or whatever but like he's saying this thing that i think is not necessarily assured but like he says in this article manfred will not let him leave ken isn't saying that unless he knows that right you know what i mean like that is that's like it's not actually a public fact but it's a fact Uh, rosenthal is very good at doing something that kind of sounds like a float in his well, piece that he actually we can has. just go back to yeah. go back to the Verland the the Verlander and Crane article that he wrote right before the deadline. I mean, this goes and back to like there, the that was a nothing too. article. Yeah, there was there was nothing in there. You mm. know what I mean? Right? Like there was actually no fact in there, yeah. but it was more like he wrote it, so there's something here. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, he yeah. wouldn't have written this unless there was something there. Um, and and again, like he's not going to write. Manfred will not let him leave unless. Manfred's not letting this team leave. Yeah. In which case, and, and it's why just, would yeah, he I, is the other thing. Like what, they, right. they're drying while well, it's a great stadium still. Less it's a great, they took down the it's a great sign, environment. It, yeah, it really is. When the O's, when Baltimore, I was yeah. at the first time they made the playoffs again after that extended absence in the in the uh, wild card. Um, I, I well, was it the wild card. I don't know they they faced the Yankees. I was there. It's an incredible stadium when, when it's full yeah i mean it it really like these people love love baseball and yeah why wouldn't to your point i just uh john angelos it's just i mean a piece of work doesn't nearly cover it but that's mm. really like all i can i have other words at the end of that sentence but yeah. you know whatever that's all i can really think of all right uh let's go from a team that's leading the division through one that's trying to sneak into the playoffs we've got streakless in seattle seattle has won seven straight i don't know if you watched last night's game i did not cal raleigh hit a game untying home run that was i it's interesting i saw jordan schusterman of sesame's family barbecue post this and i had the exact thought when he hit it it was a lot like the home run that he crushed when they that to send them to the playoffs last year to Mm -hmm. break their streak it was a low pitch that he just dropped the bat head on 450 feet uh longest home run of his career and this team that looks dead in the water ish come you know at at the trade deadline it's one of those things didn't do much it's this is less true in the al wild card race and the nl wild card race but you put together a couple of good weeks, any of these teams that were around 500 yes. and all of a sudden, I mean, the NL has seen the I think, converse I think of we that have to, with the I'm, Mariner, uh, Marlins and Diamondbacks, et cetera. But. Well, I think we have to ask Jeffrey, mm. does Paul Seawall just have bad vibes? <laughs> we got to like, rename the Ewing the effect to the uh, Seawall effect. The, the Diamondbacks haven't won a game. The Mariners haven't lost a game. I mean, look, here's here's the main problem for the Mariners. He notoriously has good vibes, yes. by the way. I'm kidding. The main problem for the Mariners is that uh, Jeff Passan has praised them again. And <laughs> last time that happened. Uh, I did not see the, him for the players them. What, in note, what uh, was the situation? Here's, here's the tweet. He said it in, like, I think some Seattle radio thing. I'm getting it from at uh, Mora underscore dual on Twitter, because that is the first one I found in my search for it this morning. And now Twitter is taking forever to load because that site really I, I have it. Anymore. They have I... brought up Gilbert, Kirby, Miller, Wu, and now Hancock. Mm-hmm. They have essentially developed a full rotation internally. That is a ridiculous thing to do over the course of two years. Okay. Here's... Look, I think we can accurately credit 
their pitching development as extremely good. Uh, they've it's, been, it's, uh, it's above average. They've been good for yeah. I mean, they're, between they're the very good at certain and, things. They get yeah, they get credited like they're the guardians a lot of the time, and they're just not. You know, Kirby and Gilbert okay. and Hancock were all first round picks and i don't know if emerson yes, hancock's any but good converting first round picks is is yes, not it's, nothing. it's not nothing uh brian Wu and bryce miller have been slightly below average starters this year yeah good starts and then kind of kind of you know, yeah. gilbert's velocity is down a little bit he's fine uh george kirby is a number two starter like that this is all good but it's like they're acting like it's george yeah george george kirby george is Kirby's extremely good. good they have a very specific type which is for the most part, guys who pound the zone. Yep. George Kirby has like a nine to one strikeout to walk ratio. Yeah, no, George Kirby's very, very good. No, and but the and they've gotten right, they've like, gotten I, velocity. I mean, they got a velocity bump with Gilbert. They've given back a little bit. They got a velocity bump with Kirby out of college uh, as well, because both those guys were more command not not command and pitch mix guys, but not out but, and out know, stuff Wu, guys. Wu is in the strike zone quite a bit. Yep. Uh, Hancock is going to be in the strike zone quite a bit. The difference mm. to me is that is he not? I thought I thought that was part of his profile he's been better i'm not saying it's but... it's command but yeah I, I i mean i think let's uh, he walked three yesterday um th- I, what i was gonna say though was that hancock and woo don't really have kirby's stuff to live in the zone that sure. way so they're I'm just going saying that you hear hit. way more about the mariners homegrown pitching than well, they, like they williams bybee and do... allen right now i think Sure. I, I think they do not only some velocity, some velocity stuff, mm-hmm. like you're talking Fastball about. Fastball shape, too. Fastball shape, is yeah. what I was going to say. Yep. So, and and uh, vertical approach angle mm-hmm. and, and that kind of stuff, where they do very well. I'm not well saying on, they're on... bad at pitching development. I'm saying they get no. praised like they're a top two or three organization at it, because they're very good at, you know, Jerry DePoto has a podcast and whatever else. They're very good at selling. I, well, I, yeah, I don't know if it's They made the playoffs that. once I mean, in 20 years, and we keep yeah, no, talking I'm about not them like they're... I'm not saying he's a great okay. GM. I'm not. I'm not. I, I'm just saying that this. This problem not having. I mean, Pat, I Patrick might well be meaner on. about this. I would say this is a Patrick segment. He probably he would. Talk, he might be meaner about it than I am, which is saying something. So, well, I guess my question is like, you're saying they're not top two. I mean, what do you. They're top. Like they're probably top five. Cleveland, they're probably like five to ten. Dodgers, time. Rays. I mean, they're in the top five, right? Yeah, I, I'd have to think about it exactly where they would rank, but. I'd probably put it. Yeah, I mean, like, what what I would say though is that like so we talk we I brought up Paul Sewell. I, I had to go look. I said, what is Dominic Kinzone doing? What's Josh Rojas doing since this trade? Dominic sure. Kinzone has a four sixty three OPS. It's twenty plate appearance. He's I, I gonna think go he's through fine. dates. Not, he's gonna be fine. The approach isn't great. Not, he's gonna go through dips like I'm not this, really yeah. worried about sure. it. it. it's twenty plate appearances, but that's it. Right. Josh Rojas, I'm I'm worried about. I mean I probably I just never still thought Josh he Rojas. Was good. I've never thought he was good. He's a perfectly he's, fine. Uh, it's only thirteen fielder. plate appearances. Yeah. He's he's sporting the zeros. He's got bagels. Again, he's a no perfectly hits. fine bench infielder, right? No hits, no walks. He's got nothing. You got nothing. He's it's he's like full, uh, what is it? The it's not even the club the, trillion. Yeah, but it's not because he doesn't have a one anywhere there. I guess. <laughs> well, he's got he's got thirteen plate appearances, so he's yeah. thirteen trillion. It's 13 like minutes, trillion. right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like so that's not going great for them. Uh, can this team catch the Jays? Probably, because the Jays are always... It always feels like they're on the brink of... I mean, they've been I mean, pretty good look, recently, but... I was going to say, you know my answer. 
because I think you thought they were going to win the division. You think they're going to finish first. So the real question is, can they catch uh, the Orioles or the Rays? Right. Uh, They're two back of Toronto, Mm -hmm. three and a half back of Houston. They're three clear of Boston. Boston. Yeah, I mean, that AOI, again, you have a good week. Well, you know, Boston's scuffling. The Yankees are scuffling. The Angels are a mess. So I I think here's my my problem Mm -hmm. uh, for the Mariners. Mm -hmm. They certainly can catch them. I'm not going to rule that out. But what I would say is, like you said, if you take a good week and you're in any of this. And they're in it. Yep. They've also had the good week. They're 9-1 <laughs> right. and one in their last 10, and they're still two games out. Yep. The, the problem they have is the hole that they've got. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other problem they have is their lineup. Yes. <laughs> I mean, like, I will say this. They they beat – so they 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 beat uh, San Diego last night. It was a, it was a tight game mm-hmm. until – Raleigh's home run, and yeah. then they ended up winning six to one. Minimum uh, sort of two hundred plate eight. appearances. Do you know who the best OPS plus on the team is? Uh, it's probably JP Crawford. It is JP Crawford. Yes. Yeah, I know. And look, I I mean, I feel good about this. Obviously, as someone that ranked him as the number one prospect in baseball once upon a time, and he's finally tapping into some power, more power than he had uh, previously. He might get to like fifteen home runs this year, but uh, yeah. That's still kind of a problem. Yeah, no, it's it's definitely a problem. I mean, look, Julio has been better. Yeah, yeah, he's been fine. I, you know, Teoscar had, had went on a, a binge right after the All Star break, mm-hmm. which again, like, if he's going to hit, this team is better. This is it's, it's a big difference. Look again, but he, like, are, hasn't are they the good enough to be the third wild card team in the American League? Yes, yes, yes they are. We're talking about like probably somewhere between eighty eight and. 92 wins so sure yeah i mean i think yeah yeah i know i they are that good i i just um it's to me it's it's the hole that they they've dug and and just their their lineup in general can be very much be pitched to they you know they need to have these kind of clutch home runs from guys like cal i mean cal raleigh needs to be a a real hitter as he was at the end of last Mm -hmm. year when they looked better Right, and the the pitching is there, even if you don't buy Emerson Hancock or you think Brian Wu. And, we haven't talked about Luis Bryce Castillo. Getting... He's not homegrown, and it's been Luis Castillo. Lu, well, yeah, you, arguably he's not quite been Luis Castillo, and low, and I mean, he I still has a three one ERA. I mean, I think I think of him as like a number two starter and a low three ERA guy. I know he's he goes through patches when he's pitches like an that ace, is. but he also has patches yeah. when he looks like a number four starter. So. Right, that's fair. Uh, right, so you have Castillo. I mean, if you start with Castillo and and George Kirby, that's that's a really oh, yeah. strong foundation sure. for yep. any rotation. And if you have a bunch of fours after that, you know, that's fine, that's, that's still fine. Again, for the time of the uh, third wild card in the American League here. Right, right. All right, let's go around the horn in our third segment, Jeff. I, I'm not going to say freely available, but you know, we talked about Michael Lorenzen. Uh huh was pretty freely available. I, had, you know, no like, disrespect to how you lead. Again. Sure. Good prospect. Good prospect. Yeah. Top 100 prospect? No, but... No. Top 200? Sure. Yeah. Sure. But, you know, he's a... Probably, a, went, probably a major league starter? At yeah. Second? Like yeah, I not, think that's fair. Uh, maybe not an above average one, but... 
Look, I'm going to say this despite the two starts. A nice get for Michael Lorenzen mm-hmm. at the trade deadline. So for, again, freely yeah. available, probably yeah. probably too yeah. too damn, but pretty available guy at the deadline. I mean, the the he Tigers can... were going to trade him. <laughs> <laughs> he came out and gave the Phillies eight innings mm-hmm. in his first start. I yeah. forget exactly, maybe a run or three. So I forget exactly. Uh, in his second start, first home start, mm-hmm. he gave him nine. Give him nine, yeah. Give him nine innings, 124 nine, nine, nine. pitches. A lot of pitches. He's a big guy. A lot guy, of pitches. Veteran, big guy, fine. You look, look. Well, you, it's you, fine. You, it's fine. He's Michael Lorenzen. You give him the moment. He no hitter. <laughs> yeah. No hits. Burying the lead there. Good for right, Michael yeah. Lorenzen. Good yeah. for, honestly, Philly needed the vibes a little bit. So I did enjoy the, it was the Ken Rosenthal piece today. Like Philly is, Philly's different now. It's like a kinder, gentler Philly or whatever. Like just wait till Eagle season starts and then we'll be fine. Yeah, I mean, I why because they're applauding uh, Trey Turner yeah, once in a while yeah. or whatever. They're not. They were throwing I, batteries uh, at Alec Bohm last year or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna go ahead and say that it's like a kinder, gentler Philly. I've seen these people online, <laughs> yeah. um, and I respect them. Sure. I want to be very clear. I respect them, but I've seen them. Uh, the, look, the, this is uh, it, it's a very nice moment. I, I, I I've come to find I don't care about no hitters. I mean, yeah, that's, been, that's been clear I, I over the waning. history of this podcast. I thought it was waning. It's waned. It's, it's waned, gone. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, this is, just, you know, good. I feel very good for him. I think it's a tremendous accomplishment. I'm glad they let him go do it. He's also like they're running out six starters right now. Mm-hmm. So he's going to have a little extra time. Uh, to recover sure. from, from the pitch count. I'm not, Again, you know, like 124 really pitches for a veteran that. arm across nine innings is not like it wasn't. Again, who threw it eight the last time yeah, out? It's, it's not, not like, like he, was, he, he from... walked a few guys. It wasn't, wasn't like dominant, but it wasn't high straight. He was playing the Nationals. It wasn't high straight. It was the Nationals. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll say this. The Nationals have one of the lowest strikeout rates mm-hmm. of any team in the majors this year. I think they're second lowest as a team. Yeah. So to I, I don't know how many struck out, but like to, to no five hit, strikeouts, I think. They're putting a lot of balls in play. Yeah. I mean, that's that, that is a, it's that not defense just an individual is not accomplishment. Great, right? yeah. Either. I mean, yeah. So good, good, uh, good for Philly. Good for uh, good for Michael Ranson. I don't know. You have any other no hitter thoughts? No. Here? No. The White Sox. They're not the Orioles in a number of ways. They're not the Orioles in in a lot of uh, ways that don't reflect well on them. Mm-hmm. But they're also the Orioles in some ways that also don't reflect well on them. <laughs> they are messy. Yeah. Uh, Keenan Middleton came out and said uh, there was a rookie reliever taking naps in the bullpen. People missing said, TFP. Yeah. Yeah. It was basically like this place is sloppy. Yeah. And there's uh, like, and other stuff came out. In the wake of that, from other sources, that does seem to it's like a story. Well, about, I, I, the only thing Grandal I saw from I know Lance Lynn, Tim Anderson in the clubhouse. Oh, well, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm saying, but Lance Lynn also came out and said, "Yeah, uh, I've been here longer than yeah, you guys." And the only, the it's, quote it's I worse saw than from, that. Yeah, from Lance Lynn uh-huh. was someone saying he was asked about it, and he said, "Yeah, that's true." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I thought there was some stuff I that that was not white fair on the Middleton stuff. Like again, like dunking on the or not dunking, but but he said like Lance Lynn and Kendall Graveman weren't 
here in the, the beginning w. of the year because of Team USA. I mean, like, look. I mean, I get the, I get the broader point, right? That maybe the, yeah, you know, right. the veteran and, leadership there is they weren't tone, there. Right? But I, think I don't think he true, was saying I, they shouldn't have gone. I think he was just sort of explaining maybe why some stuff. I, I think that's probably right. the new manager think, and whatever. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Rick Hahn did not take it that great. way. <laughs> yeah, Rick Hahn. I didn't see his full quotes, but I so saw. It was like basically like, oh, like. He I saw said, a point, he, said he, he def- went by a point by point refutation and then said Middleton apologized to him for not being professional or something. And said he would want to come back here. Like, of course he wants to come back here. You guys pay a ton for relievers every year. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't pay him a ton. But yeah, fair. he didn't also, he didn't really like refute the stories of the guy sleeping or the PFP stuff per se either. He just kind of attacked the messenger a little bit. He did not attack Lance Lynn, who of course said the same exact thing, which probably would not have gone <laughs> over as well. But yeah, it's just it's just messy. Like the White Sox need a need some vibe shifts. Yeah, and, it's, I, and it's unfortunately, hard. it's gonna it probably needs to start with some people that aren't leaving anytime soon. So it is hard to fathom that. Rick Hahn still has his job. I pause because, like, it I don't. Is, I'm not like it, rooting for someone right, right, to lose yeah. his job, but sure. like, it isn't. It isn't though, right? Yeah, right. I mean, like, if you know about the White Sox, it's yeah. not surprising at all. But like, if you look at the totality of the work, right? Not many. Look, not many people get two rebuilds, right? Alavila didn't. Dayton right. Moore. I mean, Dayton Moore probably got two or three in there, but he did not get the uh, most. Yeah, uh, more. <laughs> the most recent more, one. Yeah. Well, the first one was eight years, so <laughs> I don't. I don't know how that counts or not, but yeah, no, you're right. Most people, most people don't get to. So yeah, the the White Sox, uh, you know, it's tough too because they. I mean, let me ask you this: Do you mm-hmm. think Rick Hahn is the general manager next year? I do. Okay, it, it wouldn't surprise me. At the same time, it sounds like, just so, it sounds coaches, like it so like does. how do you how do you shift it? How it do you, also how sounds do you like they're probably going to at least try in their own White Sox way next year. Like, it doesn't sound like they're actually doing a rebuild. Maybe that changes mm-hmm. in the offseason. Maybe they trade Cease and Jimenez or Luis Robert. I don't know. But it sounds like they're going to at least no, put but, together but, but just one more cult- run with most of this right? group. I mean, yeah, that's a separate issue. But culture-wise, how do you how do you address it? Because not, apparently not You're not, not going to well. change the manager. Uh, you're not going to change the GM, probably. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can clear out some coaches their first year. I mean, like, it's yeah, not... Yeah, you can't. Yeah, it's... Yeah, it's tough. What's, what's, uh, the, the, Orioles... what's the Reddit sta- yeah, saying? Sorry. Throw the whole man out or whatever it is. Like, <laughs> uh, The Orioles have hit a little bit of a uh, slide against Houston. Um, thanks in part to, I don't know, it's the first runs that Felix Bautista has yeah. allowed in... God knows how long Kyle Tucker hit a grand slam to take him from down three to up one. Yeah. Uh, Houston I mean, won the next game they're playing right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Baltimore is winning two to one. Uh, but yeah, I, the, the Orioles are what's, what's the, uh, I was just, I don't know. They're how two, far they're two they up are. on the Rays right now. Two up on the Rays. The Rays, uh, the Rays are six and four. I mean, the thing is, like, they're six and four in their last ten. The Orioles are seven and three. Yeah. <laughs> I 
I mean, this is just um, more recent, right? I think they were like three or three and a half up, and they're just getting a little closer now. Yeah, they've they've gotten a little close. I I think this is the Orioles. At this I point. just yeah. I mean, I I think it's the Jays, obviously, but I yes, think it's the yes. Orioles. <laughs> yeah, they just like what are the Rays go like? Shane McClanahan now is out for the rest of the season. Glass now is dealing with back stuff, which sounds okay, like so he's going to get his next start, but also like back stuff can recur. But let me let me ask you this: yeah. I, I I think I I. I'm pretty sure I know where you're going to come at, but mm-hmm. so the the Rays obviously have this kind of track record with pitchers, mm-hmm. where uh, there's a lot of development. Yep. Let's say there's velocity gains or control gains, or you know, there's a lot of progress. I mean, we're again like Zach Littell, who's like a, a not, not that Zach Littell's been great, but he's been like you know, they're getting six. Uh, fine, oh. Jeffrey Springs, let's sure, say, sure, right? Sure. Who went from kind of anonymous ish reliever mm-hmm. mostly to borderline frontline starter kind of thing and then he gets hurt right and we yeah. see the race do this with relievers a lot too uh, obviously nick anderson run into the ground peter fair i know that there yeah. is in in a subsection of the baseball online community like this this view that the rays maybe abuse is the word but like they both enhance and push to the limit yeah. their pitchers to the point that they break I do, um, I do want to. I do want to correct the record on Zach Lattell. To be fair to Zach Lattell, uh, he's been good, right? Thirty-two innings, race? twenty-nine walks, three, uh, twenty-nine strikeouts, three walks, three point yeah, five eight ERA shit. for the yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't yeah, always stay. I'm saying, you know, uh, you know, like he had a really, he had a like. I don't remember this, but he had a very good season out of the pen for the twenty twenty-one Giants. He did. I remember that, and yeah. then he's been. But but this is like he's now starting. Then like every other race. 2022 giant, he was much worse in 2022 than he was <laughs> right. in 2021. Yeah. But yes, he is but, starting now. Yeah, as much as the race is like, starting. Well, but, but but I'm saying it's like six innings. Like it's not yeah, like it's fine. The three and a half inning, no. whatever. Like he's going six innings and still being pretty good. And like, so anyway, I, so my point in this, the, the reason I want to ask is like I'm not I'm not really trying to refute that reputation, mm-hmm. but I do wonder if their success at enhancing guys actually brings a little more blowback. That I mean, like uh, the Dodgers, go look at their injured list. Yeah, right. Well, like the, that's happened to the Jays a few years ago, right? They just had an absolute scourge of pitcher arm injuries, but no one but said. Well, the reason it's they not just one year, right? But sure. I'm saying for the Dodgers too, it's also not just one year. Yeah. I mean, like. Look, Daniel Hudson's like, knee thing like, probably nobody not knows how to Blake keep. Trinan's injury yeah. might, you know, the Dodgers got more out of him than than most other teams. I mean, if you are pushing guys to their absolute personal physical limit to maximize whatever you can get out of them, and yeah, maybe there's something to it. Obviously, velocity gains, uh, especially over a short period, can be probably correlated hard on more us. strongly yeah. with with arm injuries and some other stuff. But I mean, also like, look, Shane McClanahan. Drew Rasmussen were oft injured guys as amateurs, right? And the Rays right. take chances on those guys because, again, they are not going to, you know, they were able to get Shane McClanahan where they were drafting in part because of his college injury. I think he, they picked in the teens or early 20s that year. So they take swings on these guys, sort of like up and down. Yeah. No, that's a good point. They're not as well known for it as, say, like the Nats, who are taking every pitcher that needed Tommy John. Uh, <laughs> with their first pick for a number of years or had recently had it, I suppose. But yeah, so I think th- there's a couple of things here. The cohort they're working with, they probably see as uh, undervalued because of perhaps mm-hmm. an injury 
history, but also combined with their usage patterns and some other things too. Uh, probably uh, enhance the entry risk as well. And look, it's all come crashing down on them this year. And they had some issues last year just keeping uh, a full rotation on the mound at any given time too. But I, I was talking to someone in that organization like, yeah, we're just running out of pitchers. Yeah, I mean, and and I guess the the reason I think they get more attention than some other clubs is it really is kind of a multi-year issue, right? Mm. It's not just this year that's the problem like you said with with the jays but at the same time i i also think like their success with guys like zach Lutell or yeah. you know whatever J- jeffrey springs and we, we say this but also, like they uh, make this guy great and then he breaks right. and it's yeah. like jason adam colin pochet jake deekman so 2.08 era for them this year like uh right. Sean, been Sean released, Armstrong right? i mean like has a 1.15 era for them this year like they just this is the stuff they, they do. do this yeah they do this. They're they're really good at it. I, and, and I'm not trying to excuse them by mentioning mm-hmm. like these other teams. I'm just kind of say like I I do just wonder if their success kind of does again. Like you, can, the Dodgers have some of them. They signed injured, but like mm-hmm. they have seven pitchers on the sixty day IL. Eight, eight, nine, nine pitchers on the sixty day IL right now. Mm-hmm. You know, Dustin May, Walker Bueller's second Tommy John surgery. Blake Trinan, Jimmy Nelson, I mean, often often hurt, but yes. has broken three or four times with the Dodgers. I mean, you know, again, like, the Dodgers enhance guys, too, and then they break. I, You know, I just, I, I don't know. I, and it's not just the Dodgers, either. I think, you know, look at Cleveland. Look, look uh, they, they have, you mentioned the three rookies, but, like, yeah. you know, Peyton Battenfield got hurt. A lot of these guys, Cody Morris they, is Shane always Beaver's hurt, yeah. hurt again. I mean, like, you know, I mean, sometimes it's just Jackson. like, well, it's their pitchers and this. It's their it's, pitchers, it's not sure. And, and yeah. Russell, Russell just wrote about like kind of declining pitch counts and if this was helping guys. And obviously, it's a lot of like more max effort, right? I think that's pitch count, but harder effort and stuff like this. I don't know. I just it it came to me as as we were talking about it that like, is this specific to the Rays or is it kind of just pitchers or is it just you know how much like again it, how much know. of it is the pitch clock too and these guys trying to max yeah, out sure. shorter I mean a lot of a lot of these guys are younger and you think of it more as some of like the older pitchers like Max Scherzer's talked about it but it's yeah know, it's hard to throw hard basically yeah for a long time yeah certainly all right let's take a break and we'll be back with our last two segments We're back with episode 307 of Five and Dive. In segment four, we're we're doing what to watch again. It was I think it was successful yeah, last sure. time out, Jeffrey. We're doing what to watch. What do you got? Uh, Angels Houston, a big AL West showdown. Is this the last gasp for the Angels? They're at 500 Angels, all they, of a sudden. They you know, one two. They have they're seven out of the wild card now. They've got That's Seattle tough. and two AL East teams. Uh, and they go read Detmers against Justin Verlander right into the fire on Friday. So, yeah, they're they are three teams ahead of them. Uh, not only so, not only seven back, but they have to climb over. Yep. you know uh, the New York, Boston, and the Seattle. Astros themselves too. Got to trying to run down the Rangers and get that second buy in the 
AL playoff. Yeah, Astros two back of the Rangers still. I I, I keep feeling like they're going to catch them, and then they, they continue to be two back <laughs> yeah. of the Rangers. That's <laughs> and the Rangers have not been. The Rangers have been fine recently, but have not been. I yeah. mean, neither of these teams can kind of quite get out of their own way. Yeah, and, I mean, uh, you know, Astros. It's fine. The AL West right now. Those top three teams, just in their last ten. Rangers eight and two, Astros seven and three, Mariners nine and one. Yep. And the Mariners try to keep it going against the Orioles. Interesting series. Uh, Very interesting. Kyle series. Bradish against Bryce Miller on Sunday. The matchup we all wanted. Yeah. Well, I, it's, hard, it's still hard. But to take Miller's what just off the IL that game, right? Uh, I thought May second start maybe. I thought he pitched. This oh okay. Week. Oh okay. Okay. In a sec. Uh, yeah, no, that's it. And for the, for the pure, I didn't specifically pick the Yankees and Marlins, although obviously they're at the periphery of these wild card races and it is an important series, but, uh, Yuri Perez against Garrett Cole on Sunday. That's a fun one. Perez's first start was, uh, he struck out a lot of guys and gave up a couple homers, which has been kind of his modus operandi all year, but we will see how, uh, uh, how that plays out. Okay. What's our sickos? Okay, so there's not a ton of great sickos options this weekend, but you know, I think the added effect that it's a Saturday night and you could be doing anything else than watching <laughs> the Royals against the Cardinals, and specifically Stephen Matz <laughs> against Cole Reagans, because you she chatted me this week, like, is Cole Reagans good now? And I'm like, Well, he shut out like the post deadline Mets, so probably not, but No, but it's the stuff. I he was just good yeah, against stuff's, uh stuff's Boston too. Yeah, it was Boston just now. He's like 98 with a pretty good breaking ball at this point. Boston, he went six and two thirds, four hits, one earned, one walk, 11 strikeouts. Yeah. 22 to four strikeout to walk ratio in three starts for the Royals. I mean, the, he's always the famous had, Kansas City pitching factory. I mean, say what you will. I mean, I've had some harsh things to say about the Rangers pitching development over the years, but if the Royals are doing this and you couldn't. Not what you want. No, well, that's. I think that's kind of the the thesis of my message to you was like mm-hmm. Cole Reagan's. So what, this is also what like, happened here? Yeah, this is like kind of like a weird Sigos matchup too, because like Bobby Witt's been pretty hot recently. The Cardinals lineup is at least like interesting and star laden, so I don't know if it gets the. But just the Saturday night Royals against the truly moribund Cardinals. Uh, team at this point i just think uh, the, uh, i am i am gonna toss out just uh, three more not specific matchups so just series mm-hmm. uh i'll give you one one sickos one so uh twins phillies yeah i saw it's like dallas yeah, there's playoff dallas, implications there are dallas here. keichel against that phillies lineup could go a number of different ways i was gonna say dallas keichel is the sickos option yeah that's, yeah. Not, that's not bad that's Friday night. It's a TBD for Philadelphia, so I don't. We don't. We don't. We really needed that to be Bailey Falter, and they traded him. So we're kind of. I mean, Chris, and Christopher <laughs> yeah. Sanchez is a little too good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but Dallas Keuchel, who uh, put a lot of guys on and got a lot of double plays his last time out. So yeah. uh, then there's also Padres D backs. Yeah, uh, D backs. There's have... so many teams in the wild card race at this point. Yeah, that they're just going mean, to get Diamondbacks are 11 out now. Having it's lost eight so in a row. Bad recently. Are they even? They're under uh, five hundred the now, aren't they? They, they are. are they, they are fifty-seven and fifty-eight. Yeah. yeah. They're only two and a half back of the Marlins. <laughs> uh, so th- it's a, it's a very relevant, and you know the Padres. The Padres are five under still. Yeah. Uh, they lost three or four of the Dodgers. You see the Juan Soto quote? 
Well, yeah, that's I, I meant to bring that up when when I was saying that they ended up losing six to one. Uh, you know, Juan Soto's out here like, well, we just give up sometimes. I guess, they had, I guess they had the closed door meeting. Players only meeting or whatever today. So, oh, did they? Okay, yeah, so talking about Manny Machado so leading it or something. So we'll see how that uh, how that plays out. Yeah. So he, can I? Can I, <laughs> I just I love the streak column in in uh, the ESPN standings. Mm-hmm. Okay, so these are the teams that are not that are on the outside looking in of the NL wild card. Yeah. Cubs lost one. Not a big deal. They lost Reds. Two. Lost. I mean, they did two. lose two or three to the Mets, which is not great. Yeah. Reds lost two, Diamondbacks lost eight, Padres lost four. I mean, it is, yeah. Uh, so, so yeah that that was the other uh, the other matchup, and then the and the third one. Speaking of the Cubs, is Cubs Jays. Yeah, again, two teams that are yeah. uh, you know fighting third again doesn't third feel like doesn't feel like a real matchup is the problem. It's I like agree. A weird it's a it's one. a weird one. I'm not, yeah, I'm not saying it's it's huge, but the Jays, obviously two games clear of the Mariners, as we talked about. The Cubs, half a game back of Miami right now, uh, tied with the Reds at, at a half game back of Miami. So, you know, a, num- a number of games there. Um, all right, Jeffrey, let's close this out. We've got another game. We do. It's your favorite. It's a 700 club. Uh, I had a game for you and Patrick set up, and then in the last, I had to throw this together. So we'll see how it goes. I always worry that we've done this a few times. I've just forgotten who we've who I put on there. And I won't remember. Repeating. I know you. It's won't, out so of it's my fine. brain the second it's over. So to recap, I will give Craig a player, and he has to guess whether their career OPS is over or under seven hundred. We start with Christian Vasquez. This is really annoying. It's really annoying already. Under. 258, 307, 378, 685. He is under. Good work. All right. Deion Sanders. As a baseball <laughs> oh, player. Jesus. Uh, Jesus Christ. Um, wow. Because he played in such a, a pretty high offensive era, right? I mean, that's the... Yeah, 90s, yeah. Post-strike. Yeah. I mean, like, I want to say under, but some, some, my, I'm going to go with my first. My first reaction was over. I don't have a good reason. I don't think he was a, a good hitter, but it's going to be like 704 or something. 263, okay. 319. Oh, that's tough. 392, 711. Craig is two for two. All right. Prime time. See if you can keep it going. Alex Cintron. <laughs> oh. This is what I, can I just tell you? I don't know if I'm the only person in the world who has this, but yeah. there's something in my head about the di- the Diamondbacks, specifically this era of Diamondbacks, mm-hmm. that is Alex Centrone, yeah, Matt Cada, oh, and Robbie Hammock. It's just so a some trio guy of that's names. Not, that's not even that, guy remembering. That might be below the standard for guy. Alex Centrone <laughs> is a guy, but it's a trio of names. Is a guy who didn't he get in a fight with? Ramon Laureano as an Astros coach. Wasn't that? That's right. Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh boy, I don't think Alex Intro was good. I'm gonna I'm gonna say under. Well, the good times can't last forever. 275, 313, 394 for a 707. Wow. 394. Okay. 
Zach Cozart. Oh, that's a fun one because he was so bad for so long. Mm-hmm. Then he had like two, maybe three good seasons. He signed that deal with the Angels, immediately went to shit, was As traded for the Giants. The first rounder, uh-huh. Will Wilson. Yes. Uh, to offload the contract. And I don't like barely played for the Giants. I also specifically remember. Do you remember this the the effectively wild era with Sam? And they were talking about the key that unlocked his system, or his system, his his uh, progress as a hitter mm-hmm. was was. I remember Sam like laughing about this. I think Barry Larkin told him to hit the inside of the ball, or something sure. like that. Like, like to hit really hit hard at the inside of the ball, and that's like what unlocked it. I think he had too many bad seasons. I but Cincinnati, good place. I say under. I know he had those good years, but two forty-seven, three hundred, three ninety-nine for a six ninety. You squeezed it out, six ninety-nine. Oh, oh, that's I'm I'm floating, Jeffrey. Yeah. The rest of the day, I'm happy. You three, already got three out of four. You only need one more I'm, to get to. I don't, to I don't think this, you've ever gotten you'll four. You'll never but. take Zach Cozart away from All me. All right. Last thing's Millage. <laughs> Come on. He barely played. I got a lot of. He played like a two full seasons for the Nats, I feel like, in there after the trade. I will oh, get you. Man. I will get you his exact. We've done guys with fewer. We did like. Uh, we've done guys with fewer plate appearances than. I'm sure we Lasting have. I village. just like Brett Wallace in there. Come on. Let's see. Um, Lasting's man. Village. 1,500. That's oh, the bats. 1,659 plate appearances. Is he really? Yes. Wow. Good for Lasting's. Okay. Um, I only played. He had one full season and for the Nats and basically four. He had a 400 plate appearance season for the Pirates. Pirates. Wow. Okay. I, I gotta say under. 269, 328, 395 mm. for a 723 oh, wow. OPS. Yeah. Wow. Good. Wow. Okay. What what was his OPS plus? Last scene's like 90 something. 92. Better than I would have thought. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, wow. Okay. 92, you're right. Yeah, he's a he's a corner outfielder in the end, platoon issues is what really I just, Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. All right. You got two more shots at this. Kareem Garcia. <laughs> uh, Kareem Garcia had some good years, man. Uh, was he a Dodgers prospect? I know he played on the Dodgers. I think he came up with the Dodgers. I think he did. Yeah, I'm going to go over. He had the Yankee year. He had mm. the Yankee years. So some decent years for the Dodgers. Did he have like a weird White Sox year or something? Sounds like a thing that might have happened. To, uh, okay. Kareem Garcia. I'm going to go over. 241, 279. Oh no. 424, 703 OPS. Yes! We did it! We did it, Joe! <laughs> oh, two huge pulls. All right. Okay. This is just I'm, for fun. You can get to five, which would be a, be a new personal record for you. And it's one of your, it's one of your faves, Craig. It's oh. one of your guys. Willie Castro. Willie, oh, he's I. He's played so much. He probably has more the uh, plate appearances than Lasting's Millage at this point. 
I'm not even sure if he. Oh, right. So he he's played so much for the Twins. I thought you were going to say, but yeah, I because I kept saying Willie Castro isn't good. He had that insane bab up here, and then was I would I he was my step guy, step back guy, and he yeah, took I was a right. step back. Yeah. There's no way. There's no I under. I he is he even over six ninety? I'm gonna be so mad when he's over. I I would guess he's under six ninety. Two forty six. He's smiling at me, guys. Three hundred. Three eighty one. It is six eighty one. He is under six. Yes. Yes. I guess with age today is the uh, day. Everybody. What a time! What a time! I feel so incredible scenes. Incredible scenes. We never thought it would happen. Mm -hmm. Oh well, thank you, Jeffrey. That was a delight. That was I've I've never actually kind of annoyed that I made your day better, but here we are. Uh, well, thank you for that game. Thank you for co-hosting this episode, especially on short notice. Uh, thank you to our listeners for tuning in to another episode of Five and Dive, brought to you by the Baseball Perspectives Podcast Network. You can get in touch with the show at fiveanddive@baseballperspectives.com. We are wherever you get your podcasts. Just search for the Baseball Perspectives Podcast Network, and we'll be in that feed. Uh, next week is going to be a little... We're, we have to figure it out a little bit. I am traveling okay. to a wedding. I will be in the car a lot on Monday. It's just... Uh, you know, we'll do something. I'm just not sure of the schedule. So, you know, keep keep an eye out, keep an ear out. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.